This is Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, aired on WAM 90.5 from 12.30 to 2 p.m. I am your host, Jeffrey Hood Jr., a.k.a. Hefe, repping the DMV. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Ski. We will be covering a lot of things today as far as the Super Bowl, NBA trade day line, FAMU sports, and we also have a special guest coming on the show. But anyways, I have some special guys in the building with me. Yes, sir, man. Hey, it's a DMV takeover today. Yes, I got my sir. boy D in the building. Yeah. I got my boy Young Heaven. Jeff yeah. in the building. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, what's good, y'all, though? It's your boy DMV Leak, man. Hey, we back in the studio. Happy to talk some sports with my guys. Yeah, that's a lot of DMV in here. This is crazy. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. It's Brian Hall and Jim. Representing, representing the South Broward County, uh, Broward County as per usual, man. How's everybody feeling today? Doing feeling good. good, feeling good. Yo, it's the end. Yeah. Glad to be back in the studio, man. It's been a little minute, you know, schedule been a little hectic, a little crazy, but you know, everything we back on track, all of us back in the studio. That's you know, what we're looking forward to. Yeah, you know, we had to get my man Deant back on. Yes, it's yes, always sir. nice to have Deant on the microphone. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So, I first want to talk about to you guys is Super Bowl weekend. And my question to you guys is who's gonna have the better game, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, and why? Go ahead, Brian. Come on, don't even why you why are you asking me silly questions such as who's gonna have a better game? It's gonna be anybody that's wearing a green jersey. That's who's having a better game. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Uh I think this is now his moment to show of I think this is his moment to show of, of why Jalen Hurts was, was drafted when we had a Carson Wentz just sitting there. I think this is his moment to show that Alabama made a mistake, you know, with sitting him on the bench for so long going with Tua. And I think I feel like this is now time to, for Jalen Hurts to show off why he was so good at Oklahoma and why he's been an MVP candidate all year long. Now, Patrick Mahomes is great. We understand all that. You know, he's had he had another amazing season. AFC MVP. Champ, another um, well, a, MVP. A, uh, MVP. MVP like season, I will say. I would like it to go to Jalen Hurts. I understand he missed a couple of games at the end of the year, but he did perform very well this year. I believe it was a 24, 24 passing touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns. Crazy, amazing. Amazing season for him. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he performs in the Super Bowl, especially when the Eagles cap off this W and he gets Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Um, you have a good point there, Brian. Uh, but I, I, I think that for me personally, you know, the person who's going to do the best is on their team, right? Like it's on their coaches, it's on their teammates, because those are the people who make them good, who make them better. Right, so it's it's hard, you know. Like on one hand, Patrick Mahomes has 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and on the other hand, Jalen Hurts has cut those turnovers into half. He only has six interceptions, 22 touchdowns, but he's playing very efficient. And as long as Jalen Hurts does his job, they're gonna win. So, or they have a good chance of winning. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's hard. I feel like yeah, I agree, but I feel like the stats reflect the the playing style. You know, being that Pat Mahomes is more of a you know drop back and throw. Of course, his, yeah, his yeah. Of co- more risk taker. Of course, his touchdown or yeah, his touchdowns and um interceptions be higher. Yeah. Compared to someone like Jalen um Jalen Hurts, who's dual threat, of course. But uh, honestly, I feel like Patrick Mahomes had the better game. Just watching him um in the game against Cincinnati, he looked like he was doing what he could with what he had. He was able to make things work with the injury at hand. Um. And just all around, I feel like he'll have the better game compared to Jalen Hurts, you know, for the team. I think personally, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to have a better game just for the simple fact that he's required to do more. Like exactly, Jalen yeah. Hurts is not required to do a lot. I mean, he has a good old line, you know, the Batman crew. OK, whatever, you know, but I th- really do think Mahomes is going to have a better game because he's required to do more. And it's really on him, to be honest. Like, yes, Travis Kelsey's good. The wide receiver core is good. But really, it all comes down to him. It's not really the other players just really comes down to him 
So that's what I think personally. I'm looking at these Super Bowl tickets. It says tickets are as low as $3,863, bro. Y'all paying almost $4,000 to go to the Super Bowl? No. No. That's kind of no. crazy. That is insane. I can enjoy that at the crib. <laughs> that's kind of one thing I don't like that's about, like, about the Super Bowls is they kind of gotten rid of the local fan. Really, like the, yeah. local, the local fan can't really go experience these yeah. kind of games, this kind of atmosphere. They kind of have to just give it up to somebody who has more money than them. That's kind of sad to see as far as, you know, as, as long as the NFL keeps growing and this Super Bowl keeps becoming this big spectacle. So with that with that being said, what is your guys' score predictions for the game? Starting with Malik. Oh, that's hard. Um, I like Kansas City winning 28-21. 28-21. Kansas City with the dub. What's the favorite? What's the? I believe the Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite, so they got this as a super, a super close game. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it might not be close in my opinion, but I'm, I'm gonna say that. Whoa, 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 Eagles by seven points, but like you say, but you say it's not gonna be that close yes. of a game. Yes. Why not? And the simple fact is because if the 49ers had a court, Brock Purdy, we had oh Brock my, Purdy. Oh my God. Brandon Ayuk said it in a live stream, and I totally agree oh with my, him because oh if God. we had a quarterback, that passing, that passing, that passing defense would get exposed. It would really get exposed, to be honest. Keep it a buck. But since we couldn't do that, the Chiefs are gonna do that for us. They're gonna expose that. You cannot guard Travis Kelsey. You got you got MSV. You cannot you, got, you cannot guard him. You have Juju. Cannot guard. You can't him guard Marquez Valdez Scatlin. That's too many weapons. They're That's all just too many weapons. Very good at their job. It's too many weapons. And then Cardarius Tony, like yeah, they do Tony. their job. Cardarius Tony is the guy that's gonna beat the Philadelphia Eagles. No, it's not just him. Options. He We're just named like options. four people. That... Four people and, and Pacheco. Come and, on now. Now yeah, Pacheco. Now. They, they they just got um. What's his name? Now you're Hard, gonna, Hard, Hardman. Hardman. Miko yeah, Hardman. They just got Hardman yeah, back. Gonna go that's ahead, another weapon. Are you going to go ahead and name the players that the Eagles have? That's, like four, be a hater that's, that's, that's like four or five weapons right there single-handedly. Do Come the on Eagles now. Do we not have weapons as well? Or do we not have I'm great, saying the defensive end. Do we not have great plays on defense as well? We just saw what Hassan Riddick did against the 49ers. Can, can, he, guard, can he guard Travis Kelsey? Yes or no? Ken who? Who you just said? Because he's our pass rush. Okay, so, so... So he's our pass rush. And he... Obviously, he made the difference against the 49ers when we played you guys. Unfortunately, Brock Purdy got I'm hurt. I'm talking coverage-wise. I know y'all get coverage the wise, I know y'all can have, get the quarterback. But we have Darius Slay out there, who is a pro bowl. That's We have one. James Bradbury, who's out there as well. That's we have two. CJ Gardner-Johnson, who's out there as well. Okay, that's three. So that's it. And I just named you six. So you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles as if this is a team that just skated by all year. No, they this did. is one of they the did. best with that schedule. Yes, they this did. is one of the best teams in the NFL all year. Okay, hold on. For difficulty of schedule or not, they won as many games. They they won the NFC. They didn't just get here off of no. just being no. off of just being. What are we talking about? Schedule difficulty is a huge thing when it comes okay, to but winning did they games. But did they perform in the schedule? Yes or no? Of course, uh, of course. If okay, the schedule's okay. easy, what the okay. you're going to perform with the So what are we talking trash. about? I mean, I would hope so you if the schedule's so easy. We're out here talking like the Philadelphia Eagles roster is trash. It's not trash. We're not saying means. the roster is trash. We're saying the schedule Bro, yeah, yeah, and competition yeah. is trash, exactly. not the roster. It's exactly. for coming in, coming it doesn't in, matter. we knew. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who good. your schedule is at this point. Because you're in the Super Bowl, you Lost got to the here. Washington Commander. I'm not gonna lie, y'all rode, y'all rode to the Super Bowl was kind of a cakewalk. Bro. It was from the bro, from the to, jump no, 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 all the way no, no, to no, the wait. NFC Championship. That yes, just, and you cakewalk. have to think about the, the the Chiefs, right? Boom, they got to buy first round, second round they had to beat the Bills, that which is one of the best teams in the in the league. Who did not look then third did, round. Now you add, now you tell me this right now. Did the Bills look like one of the best teams when they were in the playoffs? That's why I added the infant. I added the quotation marks. We can't see. They not. I mean, look, quotation best team in the league. 
need quotation. No. And then they had to play against the Bengals, who is quotation one of the top like three teams in the league. Yes. So and then but you have to look at what y'all went through, bro. Let me ask you a question. What did y'all go through? That was competition y'all schedule. Let me ask you a question because we're talking about a regular season right now. We're in the Super Bowl. Like we sound ridiculous. But what but what great quarterback have y'all faced? We sound ridiculous. here. Get into here. What great quarterback have y'all played? You sound ridiculous. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Ask me. Right. Who has a better roster, top to bottom? The Philadelphia Eagles or the Chiefs? I've always said that. I've always said the Eagles. I've always said so. The Eagles have the better roster, top to bottom. Hold on. I mean, but we're talking about schedule right now. They have the best roster. No, I'm just saying. What does that matter? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, y'all never seen a team like this in y'all schedule. So when y'all see, it's gonna be like, whoa, what is this? Y'all, it's gonna be new. It's really gonna be new. In the playoffs already. We won two games in the playoffs already. We're in the Super Bowl. We're talking about some. You're talking about some. Oh, this team hasn't been built. We're in the Super Bowl. Okay, but listen, you're not listening. You have to think about who y'all No challenges. Y'all faced. Y'all played. Y'all played. The one challenge y'all supposed to face. Um, they weren't up to par. It got hurt. Like. No, and then unfortunate you, look. the first y'all got to buy the first round. The second round y'all play uh what's what's the Giants, the rebuilding Giants. Y'all play what's his <laughs> the name? Giants. What's the quarterback who looked Daniel wonderful? Jones. Daniel who Jones, wonderful in his first. No, game. listen, who no, amazing. he did. Yeah, he did. He but, looked good, but that's his first playoff game ever. Amazing. So you don't expect for y'all to go cook him? Y'all, you don't expect for your defense to cook him in his first we playoff beat, game? We beat the Giants three times, so I think we did a wonderful job. You guys are making a bunch of lame excuses about oh, look at the schedule. Not excuses, it's facts, bro. The Chiefs had a harder away, harder. Schedule has nothing to do with you being in the Super Bowl right now. Let's be honest, with you guys. Your difficulty, what? your difficulty of schedule has absolutely nothing bro, to bro, do with your schedule you right no now. Right if you now. can, yeah. if you do not win the games, none of it matters. But listen, no, of course you're gonna it win the game. No, I see what you're saying, but it matters who wins the Super Bowl. The difficulty of the schedule matters who no, is changing. Okay, what, what matters who we wins the see. Super Bowl is who plays better. What matters who wins the Super Bowl who has a better roster. Okay, but that's who matters? Okay, I have a I'm question. I have a question. This garbage about the 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 Eagles schedule this year. It means nothing to me right now. We're in the Super Bowl. Y'all gonna lose. <laughs> Y'all will lose, bro. It's I got like back that. back to the topic. I got uh this Chiefs 31-28. I got Chiefs 31-28, bro. The, yeah, the Eagles know. dreams come to an end. This Super Bowl. It comes is to over. an end. It should have been in last week. It should have. It should have been in, but I mean Y'all suck. Let it go. This Sunday suck. it'll come to an end. We don't suck. It's Chiefs, gonna come to the end. For, Y'all 49ers suck. Let it go. The quote unquote, it's a Philly thing. It's Y'all had your third string tight end block for your quarterback and he got hurt. Y'all why is your third string tight end blocking against the Song Reddit? I mean, maybe that's just the formation we came out in. Terrible formation. Do better. Yeah, no way you want to beat Patrick Mahomes. No way you want to beat Patrick Mahomes with his weak formations that y'all are doing. This is crazy. <laughs> we would have a great chance against the Chiefs. Uh, but anyways, I guess, my... we'll, I guess we'll never know. In the words of Kanye West. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> this anyways, man, bro. What's your my, prediction, Jeff? My prediction is I don't have a score, but I know it's gonna be at least a two touchdown win for the Chiefs. At least, <laughs> at least. It might, it might, it might go a little farther, but. That's what I think. That's what I think. He's just basing it off of pure Eagles. That boy, that boy calling for a blowout. Basically. And pure Eagles hate. This is crazy. It's not pure Eagles hate. Yeah. On the newest edition of Who's Next, we have a very special guest of mine, which is also a uncle of mine. He has done a lot in the NFL. He's a He's been in the league for 12 years, snagged 26 interceptions, a five-time Pro Bowler, was the 17th pick in the first round in the draft class of 1975, and is also a part of the Bronco Hall of Fame. Mr. Lewis Wright, how are you doing today, sir? Not too bad, LJ, if you don't mind. <laughs> how you doing, boss? Doing good. Thank you guys for having me on here. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on, sir. We really appreciate this, man. All right. Yeah, so I'll um start off, you know, by asking you a few questions. My first question is, um, I could see you were a two-sport uh, athlete in, in college and you know you were doing your thing. Uh, it looks like you went to Arizona State University and you didn't really uh, find a home there, so then you transferred to San, Ho San Jose State. 
So can you just talk to me about um, what your experience was um, being a two-sport collegiate athlete and also like how it has changed so much from from back then to now? Yeah, on, on that topic, when I came out of high school, I, I really didn't expect to go um, to get a college scholarship and then go to Arizona State, which I did, but I um, kind of parted my way out of Arizona State. <laughs> I went back to junior college and then I ran track, actually. That's how I got my scholarship to San Jose State. But uh, the football coach who had just been hired came out to track practice because he heard I play. I basically kind of just fell into football because I had given it up. But uh, while I was there, I did track and football at San Jose State and uh, hadn't been done for a two-sport athlete. And I think there were a few right around that time. But now, it's, you got to focus one way or the other. Those days are over yeah. doing two sports. Yeah. And all right, sir. Uh, so my question for you here is that when you came from JUCO, we know a lot of players, when they go to JUCO, they, they see it as like, oh, man, my career is not going to go where I wanted to go. I kind of want to give up. You know, what kept, what kept you motivated, you know, um, while you were in JUCO, you know, to, to go on to Arizona State and go on to San Jose State? I, I think the biggest thing, uh, one of the motivated things, I was having fun. Like, I, people say, oh, yeah, well, you didn't pan out at Arizona State. Uh, you're a junior, like you said. But, you know, I was having fun. That, that was my main motivation. I loved the game of football. I loved running track. And whether I was on the small scale or on the top elite scale. I, I just enjoyed what I was doing. And I think that's where your motivation has to come. If you're not really into what you're doing, just don't do it. And I would. So that, that just kind of uh, what got me through. That's some great advice. So I kind of want to take it to a time where you went to the NFL. My question to you is, my question to you is when you got drafted and arrived to Denver, was there any older players in the in the defensive black defensive back locker room that gave you advice or words of encouragement during that time? You know, I, I had uh, when I first got drafted, which I didn't think I was even going to play in the NFL, so that was all kind of an eye awakening moment for me. But I had a defensive back by the name he was the strong safety named Billy Thompson, and he basically coached me on the field. Hey, mate, move to the inside. He's don't you know he. I just listened to him for about two years coming in as a rookie because I started right away immediately. And uh, without him there, I, I don't know if I could have uh, kind of attained the success that I got, but he, he was influential. It, without him, I don't, I don't know what I would have did. So you were a first pick, uh, first round uh, draft pick in 1975. Can you walk us through what it was like going through, what it was like getting drafted, what it was like on draft night, you know, how were you feeling? Um, what, you know, what are the emotions that you were laying out during the draft night? Now it used to be, uh, this is in 75, going back in the day, the senior bowl just happened. I played in the senior bowl and our coaching staff was the Denver Broncos. They coached at that time was the North and the South senior bowl and they coached our team. So we, I spent, and we, everybody that was there, Neil Cozy and Walter Payton. Uh, anyway, we we practiced all week, and everybody thought that the Denver Bronco coaching staff, oh, no, well, I don't want to go to Denver. Well, the next week, the draft was at the end of January back then. Like, you, it wasn't in April. As soon as you got through the game, a week or so later was the draft, and they drafted me. I couldn't believe they, I don't know what they seen in me, but when they got to the 17th pick in the first round, they, they picked me, and I, I was shocked, but... Uh, it turned out that uh, that was probably the best place I could have went. And I had uh, 
I would say some excellent coaching that uh, kind of helped me through that. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't, in fact, uh, I have an aunt who lived in Palo Alto, which is right by San Jose State. I was sitting at her house, showed you how the draft has changed. I got a phone call telling me that I had been drafted by uh, the Denver Broncos. And I did a phone interview on my phone in my aunt's house to news reporters in Denver. That was it, first round draft. So the, in 1975, wow. no no draft, no nothing, like, no national television, nothing like that. No, it was none of that. Crazy. Yeah. Now there was a couple of people, the biggest thing that you could do is as soon as the draft was over, people got on TV. Like you go to your local radio or TV station, which is what I did the following day. I flew to Denver and did all the press conference and all that kind of stuff. But as far as there was no NFL draft and hoopla in Las Vegas and fanfare, <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Wow. Was there yeah. any other teams that contacted you or was it just Denver? Uh, other teams contacted me, but in those days it was just, it was real brief. They would send you a letter, they would make you maybe a phone call, but it, it was, no, basically uh, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, and one other team, New York Giants. Yeah, New York. that was the only team that I heard from. And Denver never even said a word to me, except, uh, you know, they were there at the Senior Bowl. All righty. So I have, I have a quick question for you, um, I believe, as we're starting to wrap up here. So um, a good question is, um, if you could give any advice to young players tuning into the show or young DBs at the collegiate level, uh, what would that be? You know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, and it's kind of hard to teach. It's one of those things that's hard to teach, but if you do it enough and it becomes a habit, there's very few players at any position, but in particular defensive back, because you got to react to what happens on the field. Uh, some people act and then, you know, we react as DBs. But for people that react, defensive linemen, um, defensive backs, even offensive linemen, they react to. If you're a person that reacts, you've got to go full speed. You can't pick and choose when I'm going to go all out. you got to go 100% every play. And there's not that many people that do it. So if you want to work on something, you don't have to be that good. But if the coach knows it can depend on you every play, you're going to have a job. That's great advice. I wanted to ask this last question just because Super Bowl weekend. My question to you is, who do you have winning the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Well, you know, I'm a Denver Bronco man, and Chiefs is in our division. They uh, they got a good squad, but for some reason, I just like the Eagles. I've been watching them all year. As you guys can tell, I'm teaching PE class, and the bell just rang. So, but anyway, uh -huh. I, uh, Philadelphia. I'm going with Philadelphia. Basically, get to the point. I, I think they're the best team. Will they win? I don't know, but I think they will. I didn't hurt nobody's feelings, did I? No, 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 no. You don't. You know, no. no idea what you just did. You got the Eagles fan in here, man. So. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Long Eagles fan. I've been ruined since day one, and then all of them have been here, been hating on me, especially Jeff since day one, just hating. Oh, <laughs> but wait a minute. Oh yeah, because he's a Niner man. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but I got love for the Niners. I got love. I'm a California man, so you know. Hey, go. But this week, I'm an Eagles. I'm an Eagles this week. All right. Well, on behalf of us, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. We really, really thank you for that. And we yeah. appreciate your time. Well, thank you guys for having me. And I apologize. And, you know, just the way the time schedule works out. And, you know, 
we have a substitute problem as a teacher. You know, like I can't get anybody to cover my class. My other teacher that could cover, she's got a class right now. So I, yeah. I, I apologize about my little time constraint, but uh, you know, maybe down the road we could do something a little longer. But right now, I just appreciate you having me on. Ain't no problem. No Thank problem. you, boss. No Thank you for the time. Thank you so much, so sir. We're now going to keep it local. So now we're going to talk about FAMU's women and boys basketball team. They recently had a two-game stretch in Texas. So I know one game they won and the other game they lost. They beat Texas Southern, both teams, and they lost to Prairie View. Now, the boys, it was kind of a blowout for the Prairie View-wise. But I want, I want to ask you guys, what did you guys just take on the boys and girls basketball team moving forward from those that win and that loss? Well, I will say, you know what I'm saying? Well, we was on a two-game win streak before we lost to Prairie View. Um, they looked good. They surprised me with that Texas Southern win because last season Texas Southern was dominating, but they're not that good this season. They're 7-16. So I, I don't know how to scale our team after that, but that Prairie View loss was bad, man. Yeah, that I loss was, that bad. was bad. Our highest scorer was Marin, Noah Marin, with 14 points. That can't happen. That can't happen. We were talking about this yeah, the other day. She was only one in double digits. We don't have a solidified playmaker on offense. We don't have nobody we can give the ball to and let them cook. So I think Marin is that guy, but he can't fully be that guy if he's scoring 14 points some games, you know? It just can't happen. So I think we have a lot to work on following. Um, we're, in, we're in conference play, so only goes up from here, but we just got some work to do, you know? We said this last time we was on air, we had a call that we kind of had a call to action, wanted to see our players play with some more urgency. And one team play, you know, a little more desperate out there, and then we go out there and lose by thirty. Yeah. So the season, the season is winding down, and we need we need to turn some things around desperately if we have any chance of trying to make it in this tournament, or or if it's just going to be an absolute washing of us, which is super embarrassing for us. Yeah, it's been a very rocky um, season for them. Very hard to watch. You know, even have motivation to go and um, see a uh, two game win streak. I'm looking at that. That was like one of the only streaks they had this year. Yeah. Um, honestly, what I expect from them is just to finish out strong as they can um, with the last bit of conference play before the end of the season Um, just work from there and build for next year. Yeah, I will add, our girls team only lost by, what, like two points to Prairie View. So they're starting to show a lot more heart, and I like what I'm seeing from them. Um, Shout out to Mide Oriyama, Oriyami. Sorry, Mide Oriyami. We just had the game winner the other day. Yeah, yeah. She had 25 yeah, and a game winner the other day. Good for good for her. She scored 60 yeah. points yeah, in the game, yeah. even though they didn't get a dub. She still sco- like she is making things happen. You know what I'm saying? So, so. Dylan and Ari, but so my Dylan, thing yeah. is my thing is for the boys. Like, how are you gonna come out strong and play the most complete game from what the coach said? The most complete game ever against Alabama State. Then two games later, come out and just flop to preview like by beat, 30 like you beat a respectable texas southern team like respectable in the swag and you come out the following game and just flop like how, i don't know how that worked my whole thing is about them like i said before just like the bench production and the starters like everything has to gel like it's really not gelling the only time i saw that was when the second game i showed up to and that was against alabama state yeah. It was swinging the ball. I believe they had three or four double-digit scores, and like that was the they most, look good. They look great, like great from defensive-wise was transitioning to their offense. But it's like, how do you guys just flop like that? It's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If people not hitting shots. We're not getting paint touches and swinging the ball. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. For the girls, the talent is there. I see it every time. We have great guard play. I mean, a great guard play. But they just. 
it's just, it's, it's just now like the turnovers and coach was talking about it. it's more of the turnovers now and i don't know how they're gonna adjust yeah, they had 30 they had 30 against prairie view i think yeah, the problem the with the turnovers. girls i think the problem with the girls it's no t it's no tenacity right like it's no like oh <gasps> like think, they don't get hype yeah. like yeah that. they kind of like, start off slow they really kind of start, start off slow. slow i think another thing with the girls is you know we have great guard play but our guards are more so scorers rather than distributors yeah. So in the situations when we start off or when we start off slow, we don't have anybody that's that picks up the pace for us, that pushes the ball for us, you know, gets us into our offensive sets or anything like that. So I think that's uh, Jeff said earlier with the men's team is missing that. I think we're missing that as well. Great guards as far as scoring and everything like that, but as far as that like that comrade offense that distributes the ball and everything like that, I feel like we are missing that for our our women's team. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. Anyways, now we're going to go over to the NBA. Now, there's been a lot of trades, a lot of trade talks and speculations, but I want to first off with the Kyrie Irving trade. So... I'm going to say my opinion. I'm going to leave it to you guys. My opinion on the trade is, I feel like it's even. Some people didn't like it. Some people loved it. I feel like it's even for both sides just for the simple fact that, you know, you get away Kyrie, you no more headaches, no more problems in the locker room or the front office. Plus, you get picks out of that. And Spencer Dinwiddie, which is a good second scorer, and Dory Finney-Smith Jr. That's, an that's another good wing defender. For the Mavericks, I feel like it could work. It just depends on Luka to be honest, because their offense is more of ISO, 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 and it's not like team ball, team ball. So it's going to depend on Luka more than Kyrie because Kyrie can facilitate if he needs to. Luka, we really haven't seen that. He passes it late in the shot clock. So I feel like it's an even trade, but what do you guys think? Oh, uh, for me, I look, this trade didn't really surprise me. Um, I only knew a few teams were going to go after Kyrie once he once he requested a trade out of Brooklyn. And, you know, Mark Cuban definitely seems like the owner to, to kind of be like, you know what? Screw what the media is talking about. Screw what all those people on the outside are talking about. I want you, Kyrie. You're going to come and help me win the ring. So it, it, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Now, the thing that doesn't really make sense to me and that I'm kind of like interested to see how this plays out is Luka and him teaming up. And how that's yeah. going to work, the ball distribution. You know what I'm saying? Is that going to knock any players off? They lost They lost Dorian Finney-Smith in the trade. He's a very big piece to that, to that what, offense and defense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he is a strong piece for the Mavs. So, but apparently they didn't think he was that strong because they traded him. But, look, we're going to see how it, how it works out, how it, how it um, ends out. But I don't know. Like, I'm optimistic about this. I also want to add, what is their ceiling for the Mavericks? Like, how far do you think they could go with this new trade coming in? So, I think with this trade here, I don't think either team, I think the Nets get slightly worse, but I don't think either team necessarily moves the needle for them as far as this season because with, with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving's going to go play with a, a, he's played with the number two before, but now he's playing with a superstar that leads the NBA in dribbles. So as far yeah. as like having the ball in his hand, Luka Doncic has it more, literally more than anybody else in the league. He's, I believe he's second in usage behind Giannis or first in usage. And Kyrie's in there too. Don't and worry. Kyrie's he's, up there in usage yeah. as well. So it's like Kyrie's played the number two before, but here's somebody that's extremely ball dominant and the offense simply runs through him only. Is what it is what it looks like. Jeff said it a lot. They do a lot, a lot of shot, a lot of passes out late in the shot clock because you know Luka Doncic couldn't get an open shot for himself, so he go and find somebody else. You know he's a great distributor, but if he's gonna be able to play with Kyrie, he has to be able to show that he can play off the ball. So I'm interested to see what kind of schemes that Jason Kidd is gonna run with those guys. I'm kind of I'm super surprised he went to Dallas. I thought it was gonna be you know the Laker trade was should have be been done. the Lakers, but it that's like, what the media wanted. It looked like it looked like Joe side the uh, GM for the Nets. He made it yeah made it abundantly clear. Yes. I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna reward Kyrie for any of the behavior that he's done by trading him back to LeBron James. So like, it's, it's, I'm super surprised this trade went down. I don't really expect the Mavericks to do anything this season with the current structured roster. But when they come back next season, I'm, I'm looking to see how they fill in those gaps to you know support Kyrie if he does come back next year with uh, Luca. 
I don't know, bro. I, I think the Magic, it, look, if I'm a top three seed right now, I'm a little scared, bro. Because if I have to play the Magic in the playoffs, I mean, Mavericks, Mavericks my fault. The Mavericks, <laughs> no. <laughs> if I have to play the Mavericks in the playoffs, I'm, I'm like, whoa, I got to deal with Kyrie and Luka. And then another thing I want to add is Jason Kidd. Jason yeah. Kidd is a big piece of this, bro. It's it not is Steve his Nash coach. No more. It's not it, Steve Nash that's what no I'm more. saying. He's not Steve Nash, bro. This man can coach a basketball team. So I'm very interested to see how he plays both of them in, how he runs different sets for both of them and gets both of them involved. That's what I want to say. Yeah, and just um, bouncing off what Malik was saying, definitely interested to see how he plans on playing them. One of them is definitely going to have to um, sacrifice for sure, you know, two ball heavy um, players. One of them is going to have to just give in. Who it's going to be interesting to see who both of them are. It's going to be, it's going to be, they could, it could be both. In. One of them going to have to give the ball. Yeah. yeah. Luca's going to have to, he's going to have to give the ball if they want any chance of winning because basically how this roster is constructed now, right now, they're not going to stop anybody. They're not going to, mm, exactly. That's, yeah, like, that's why I feel like they're the losers without Finney Smith. But my thing is, if their offense is so good, it's going to put so much pressure on the other team to really score for real. So that might help them in a sense if they got to really score for real with that so much offensive power on that other end. I got a quick question for you. What? Game on the line. Game on the line, okay. Who taking the last shot, Kyrie or Luka? Come on, man. I'm going Kyrie. I'm going, I'm going Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm going Kyrie. I'm going Kyrie. I'm going Kyrie. Is that going to happen? No, but I feel like Kai, like Kai. I don't know. Why are we sleeping on Luca here? Like, yeah, we are. I was, sleeping I was, I was, I'm feeling Luca. Luca's that. Luca's that guy, especially in the class. I've seen him hit some big time shots, not only in the playoffs, but in, in you know this season as well. So as far as the last shot, I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a kind of tough one. That luckily only Jason Kidd has to try and figure out, and not us. <laughs> I, and I think another thing for Dallas, like, this is the perfect time to make this move. Obviously, the trade deadline is coming up. But what I'm saying is they're over 500 right now, sitting in the fifth seed. Like, they have some room to work yeah, with. Definitely. So. I think I, I think Dallas has suffered from this LeBron James, as well, I guess we can call it the LeBron James syndrome, where I drafted an all-time great player, and he played all-time great very early on. So, like, in terms of me, draft me, like, like the Orlando Magic, for example, like, like when they try to like they they drafted Benchero and they're trying to build through the draft. Ben Carroll, keep going. Right, Ben Carroll. Yeah, they try to build. They're trying to build through the draft. But with the Mavericks, Luka is so great that you're not gonna get lottery picks. Yeah, but you're, also, you're, you're always gonna, gonna be gonna like be good enough, be good yeah. enough to complete to be in the playoffs. So like yeah. as far yeah. as drafting talent, Dallas was never gonna draft talent to bring yeah. in beside Luka. So they had to make a trade for a Kyrie Irving if they ever wanted to see some talent go around him. That's very solid. I, also, solid. I also think from the front office standpoint, they might want to see how Luka can play with a second star and is like in the same team as him because nobody really knows how he plays with another All-Star. Yeah. Once I'm I mean, see he that had, in the All-Star He game, had Jalen Brunson last year, which... Like I said, an All-Star. You know, he wasn't like an, I said all-star. an All-Star. But he was All-Star caliber players. what yes, I'm saying. But, but no, like, this, this is a straight-on All-Star. Yes, this is box, yes, this is box office. Office. Like, who you come to see. So... It's a two-headed snake. So I feel like they really want to see how he operates and see if he is he really like the Luca we all know and love. I mean, yeah, points will drop down, but we really want to see if he's willing to give up the ball. He's willing to let Kyrie take the last second shot. It's gonna be interesting. Like see, for me personally, like I think like an All Star that matches more of Luca's like play style is a big man, somebody that he can run screen and rolls with, like somebody that he knows if he dishes the ball off, he's gonna get me a bucket, whether it's mid mid post, low post. But I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see this because you made a good point. Like he was playing with Jalen Brunson last season and. Jaylen the Brunson was which seems like which seems like player. a mistake that the Mavericks made just letting him go now, seeing as how he's having a great season for. But the guess right what? Now. They got Kyrie. They got 
They got Kyrie. <laughs> so that's like Jalen. That's like Jalen Brunson. Like you yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you get. Of course, you get a better player so, Kyrie than Jalen Brunson. But now your your offense is lacking. You don't got Spencer Dinwiddie more. Your defense is lacking now. Dorian Finney Smith yeah, is gone. Yeah. Um, I mean that's true. So like you get you get the offensive talent, but now your depth is sacrificed. So I'm here. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about the other side of things for the Nets. Do they blow it up? Do they ship off KD last second? Do they blow it up? Do they mm. keep it? Do they try to build around him and let him ride out as a net to the end of his year? How how do you want to work? Well, they've made it abundantly clear now. You know, earlier the season when Kevin Durant asked for a trade, that's like, yo, you got three more years left in your contract, so we're gonna see how this goes. And it's not like the Nets are bad right now. They're what top three yeah. in the? They're top what as far as seating right now? They're top three in the East. Yeah, it's they're not take, bad. It's gonna take a dip though. I think. So it's gonna, of course, it's gonna take a dip when you lose Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant still out with injury. But as far as like having a competent roster, yeah, you still have a roster around Kevin Durant. Like all hope is not lost. You you wouldn't say blow your team up now. Just say just try and retool and then see where they. Oh, they're at the fifty right now. So, yeah. yeah. So try to just retool with Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie, and see what else is out there in the trade market for you. So well, what could you trade though? If you're mm-hmm. the Nets, to be honest, what could yeah, you no really cap. trade? Yeah, no cap. You know, already. That's I why mean, I said you, you blow it up. I mean, you do have what? players like like you do have players like Joe Harris who they're not really playing that's too, too much. That's too much money. That, Nobody not, wants all that money they're on not their playing, salary. They're not playing cap. him too much, and teams always will take a shooter. Always, but teams. he has money behind that, a boatload of money behind that. Yeah, of course. But as far as like what type of you're not gonna trade Ben Simmons? Nobody kind of they kind of said nobody really trade wants, value is very nobody very really bad wants right Ben now. Simmons right, right now. now. So as far as like that's my man. No, yeah, I a, I see what you're saying, but like it sounds to me that like they want to build around KD. Well, yeah. they're in talks with him right now. Like, all right, what do you what do you want? Type, you know what I'm saying? Like we you, we've obviously traded Kyrie. So should we build around you? Should you get traded? Like they're talking to him about his future with the Nets right now. Like I think that they might keep him to the end of the season. But if they keep him, that means that players such as Cam Thomas needs to step up who's definitely had 40 40 back to back games crazy they need players like Joe Harris to step up. They need players like Ben Simmons to step up. Like they need these players who have been here to to kind of step up and fill that role of scoring that they've been missing efficiency. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go real quick. But my thing is, if I'm Katie, I'm leaving. Like I'm out. Like I'm done. If I came in with with uh well Kyrie, I'm going out. Like he, he that tried, was the whole reason. He tried that before. That was the whole and reason. And they kind of nipped that in the butt pretty uh you know over that 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 month span they had where Kevin Durant asked for a trade. Yeah, during the summer. And they was like, yeah, you have three years left on your contract. Contract, we're gonna play this out. Like you're, it's not like Kevin Durant can just leave next year if he wants to. Like Kyrie, Kyrie said, had one year left on his deal. Nobody, <laughs> you're, you're staying Kevin here. Durant, you're stay <laughs> right here. Yeah, I'm out. But that's me though. Yeah, you could go. I mean, yeah, I can see him being out, but it won't be before this trade deadline for sure. It'll, it'll most likely be what Malik was saying on um, towards the end of the season. Uh, but I mean, he he's talked about it before, so we'll see what goes on. But it's just a fact of where he's gonna go. I honestly don't know where he would go. I thought it'll be another weak move by Sons. Kevin Durant. Kevin, that'd be another weak move by Kevin Durant to want to see another trade to get out of there again. I mean, but okay, this is the thing about KD though. He's um he's taking over this kind of troll role, trolly role. Yeah. So I would definitely so, not. I would not be surprised to see this. Like, like, yes, it would be crazy. Like, dang, dude. But he's like, the he type left, of dude. To he do left that. Golden State to try and win it on his own. He like proved that like I can win a championship on my own. I can do this. And then you go to the Nets. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then now you want to trade again to go somewhere else. Where? But yeah. what? But okay, I see what you're saying. But is that his fault and Kinda. and is it are you, are you still gonna have that same um story if he goes to a team where he's still trying to win it all now, by if he himself goes to another team where it's like if he was like oh i want to go play for for example the denver nuggets now it's like come on kevin right they're the first seed in the west all that yeah like, you keep trying to go to these top seeded teams these, these teams that are already established and winning over there like we've yeah. seen you do that already like we you know you're kevin durant can you at least try and win a championship on your own yeah i feel what you're saying 
Keep it on the Nets, though. I have another question for you guys. Keep it on the Nets. Was this the biggest bus trio in NBA history? 100%. Yes. 10,000%. Yes. I think so. There was, there was, was so plenty much. of time. There's a lot of potential, plenty of time for them to do something, and nothing was done. I mean, yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> it was terrible. It was kinda, you know, Bro. Kinda, everybody's hopes was up. Like when Kevin, it all happened, they were like, "Oh yeah, like this be something. This would be some serious." Kyrie Irving kind of destroyed all that for him. Well, it's not just Kyrie. Let's say this about well, the Nets front office. They they yeah, not the, the best. Come on, the best bro. The Nets but it's a like too. With Kyrie, I'm not gonna put. Him, I'm not gonna give 100 percent of the blame. But it was like when they were dealing with the pandemic thing and yeah. the vaccination. Yeah. He's sitting, and now James Harden's looking at Kevin around like, "What's up with your homeboy? Why is he not playing games?" And then he comes back, and then James Harden's out, and then James Harden comes back, Kevin and Kyrie. Irving, Kevin Durant's out. So it's like it keeps it kept going like back and forth. Just players saying now not working as far as the locker room. Kyrie Irving is going through stuff in the media, and players did not want to be involved in that. So it just kept going back and forth. What ultimately just led to the one of the biggest what, what could have been biggest what ifs in NBA history. What could have been <laughs> now kind of like moving to a bigger topic with LeBron thirty six points away. I want to say thirty six points away from the scoring title. Does this make him the greatest talent in NBA history? Come on, what are we talking about here? I mean. Yeah, I mean, yes, look, look for me, hands down, yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And and by the time he's done, he's going to finish all-time in assist as well. Oh, well, I don't know about that one. All right. All time, He'll come close, though. He'll all come time, close. All-time in assist is crazy. I think he's like... I think he's like third I'll, or fourth or fifth. He's fourth right, right now. He's top five. He's top five, but I don't think he's gonna be top like the best. He's in, in he's. Assists. I don't think so. Um, he's don't count LeBron four. out, man. With that with that roster, I don't. I mean, I'm here to tell. You, I'm here to tell. Don't you right count now. LeBron. John Stockton out. has got that assist record for the rest of his life. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's that's his record is absolutely never going anywhere. For John Stockton has fifteen thousand eight hundred and six assists all time. LeBron James is fourth right now with ten thousand. Oh yeah, no. So you need yeah. like five. You need like five hundred more. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, he need yeah, no. five hundred. Fans more, or five, yeah, five thousand more. Yeah. So yeah, that's not that, that record is not going nowhere anytime soon. So he's got that. Well, GGs. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've always considered him, you know, one of the greatest of all time. But this record, this the record greatest. will definitely, the yeah, the, yeah, the, the greatest. greatest. This is true. This is true. The record definitely will help for those who doubt for no reason, just you know, just hating. But like, the record definitely will help. Like, I, I, I wish somebody would say, oh no, still yeah. won't give it to him. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, Kareem will say that. Sign so, like, so keeping with the Lakers now, Russell Westbrook has been in trade talks as well as buyouts. What should the Lakers do to give help to LeBron after he done tweeted out what he said about the Kyrie trade? How should the Lakers treat LeBron? Um, how should the Lakers treat LeBron as far as trades, like get him assets gotcha. to compete? Yeah, I got you. Um, I think that look, I think that Rui Hachimura trade was a very good trade. It was, and I think that um, bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench was a very good idea. And I think that they just need to kind of continue going. They're kind of low in the standings right now. Yeah. The West is not far apart. Um, that makes sense. But I just, I think they keep Russ this season, and then he tries to, you know, in the summer do what he does every summer, find one year contracts, or the Lakers find one year contracts for him, see what fits. This is again another year where the West is wide open and the Lakers just don't have a roster to compete, which is insane that you have LeBron James, who he is about to be number one all time in scoring and number four all time in assists, and he's averaging what 30 a game this year in this what 20th season. Yeah, and you still can't have a roster to put around him. Rob Polinka is is he's you you've got you've got some 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 time ahead of you, buddy. I'm not gonna lie for what you've done to 
this Lakers roster, it it, it is kind of pitiful. <laughs> he said he needs to be locked up. He, be locked, he, he deserves some some type of solitude, man. This is crazy. I say just based off like how everything's gone for us by having him come off the bench. I mean, it was good for the Lakers, but just on to him, like I could definitely see him taking that kind of way, especially also with um LeBron um. The things he said regarding him being traded and things like that, I personally would want to get out of there. I mean, I wouldn't Whoa. see no problem with it. Like LeBron leaving the Lakers? No, 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 no. Westbrook, Westbrook. Yeah, I, don't yeah, th yeah, I think yeah, at yeah. this point during the season, it'd be kind of a waste to try and trade Westbrook because you're not going to get any type of value. No. Nah. I mean, I mean, there was some buzz with the Jazz. They were trying to what, get Mike want, Conley. You want Mike Conley? And... And Malik Beasley, that's that's Malik, straight. Malik, no, I agree. That's Ma straight. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, kind of if, if they that's can get, way better. Yeah, that's way better. I like but that. Mike Conley, but Rob Palinka stingy though. Like we could we could have got easily got Kyrie, but he was just well. Stingy. It's not like, him. Austin Reeves, come he, on now. It's not. I'm shipping him, him the fast way because we already know. <laughs> we already know. Josiah came out and said that he's gonna do everything but trade Kyrie to the Lakers. So we already saw that was gonna happen. So I'm not gonna put that too much on Rob Palinka. But as far as like what else he's done for this roster and all like the no good that he's been doing. It kind of, it kind of just, it is not a good look for on Rob Link. I'm not gonna lie. It's a horrible look, Mike. You, you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Like, put a roster together. He and was just go out there with and the picks. I was the like, problem, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, AD is just, uh, I love AD. And I, I mean, he was playing very well this season. But it's just injuries, yeah. man. Like, it's really haunting him at this point. Yeah. Like, it's bad. Now, there's some other players that's also an NBA trade, call, trade talk as far as Pascal Siakam, OG, Fred Van Vliet's been on the rise lately. I feel like Fred Van Vliet should be traded because he's not gonna he's not gonna get nothing. He's really not gonna get nothing out of the Raptors. I feel like he should go to the Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers spot for him. The Clippers. I feel like will be in that caliber with the net, not the Nets, the Nuggets. If they make this trade, now if they don't make this trade, then I don't know what to tell you guys. Yo, but... yo, Miami, Pat Riley, go ahead and make that call, man. There's way too many players out there. Get somebody, Ooh. get somebody, please. Zach Levine, OG, for, for somebody. I'm tired. Who, who y'all gonna trade? I'm Let's so, be honest, man. I give up anybody at this. Point. Anybody but Jimmy and Bam to be Any, on the. I mean, personally, right I hate I hate to uh, make you feel good about your team, Ryan. But y'all ain't doing bad. Y'all in the six bro. We are, but we are right. But we trying to get. You're back saying to you want to. I want a championship. Okay. So okay. it's like That's the roster we got happen. right now, bro, it's just not going to happen. No, he's not going on the Magic. I'm sorry, Ma. Shout out to the Ma. <laughs> Shout out to the Ma, bud. No. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Bro, he is going to the Magic. And let me tell you why. Tell yeah, me why, please. That's crazy. Bro, first of all, of all the teams that you just listed, we're the only realistic team that has assets to be able to trade to get him. Who are the Clippers going to trade for him? Who are the Heat going to trade for him? They, Who is any other we, team going to trade for them? We both we, de we definitely have talent to go get him, by the way. Both of those teams that you just said, and they want to win right now. They're not trading away players. And you th and you think Fred Van Vliet doesn't want to win right now? He doesn't want to sit with the Magic? Not Bro, not if I was him, right now. Right if now. I was him. He's not trying to go hang with a bunch of him teenagers. Him and Kawhi back Oh, again? my goodness. Fellas, fellas, He wants fellas. to win now. Him How are y'all not? Back <laughs> Come on now. I give up with these guys, man. <laughs> Great show, by the way, fellas. Love the content. You guys hear a mod's voice. This, is, this, this was his Jordan flu game right now. Okay. <laughs> but we appreciate his Jordan flu game. We appreciate him still being in the studio with us. Yes, yeah, sir. It's gay. This concludes another a wonderful episode of Halftime with the Playmakers, man. I really yeah, appreciate sir, all the conversation me and my guys had in here, man. Anyway, let's get into some shout outs. Let's, let's start with you, young Hefe. Hefe. Um, first. First and foremost, thank my Lord and Savior, G Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Without Him, I would not be nothing. Or be in the studio with these amazing guys today. I want to thank my family for the love and support. Uh, they got my friends, whether it's friends from middle school, high school, anything. You guys helped me get here, so shout out to you guys. I'm swinging to you, Malik. First of all, shout out to God, man. I wouldn't be here without you, my guy. <laughs> second, second of all, shout out to y'all boys in the studio. 
definitely a great episode, man. Great work that we put on today. And um, yo, shout out to me. Let's keep going, Leek. We're just finna graduate. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, Leek. Yeah, man. First, you no. Know, first things first. Shout out, uh, Big JC in the sky. Appreciate you, JC. Uh, appreciate everybody listening, man. Uh, thanks to everybody, my, my family, my friends, man. I am a reflection of everybody's love and support, man. I'll be nothing without you guys. Yo, it's the end. Just want to thank God for this opportunity per usual. Uh, just thank my friends, mentors, brothers, family, everybody who you know poured into me. Um, and, you know, glad to be back. Hopefully, we can keep running it back. I know my voice messed up right now, but shout out to the guys in the studio yes, sir. making the show go on. Even though I'm not here, I wish I could have been there to talk with y'all. It was good convo. I love y'all boys. If y'all boys not doing nothing, NBA TV, 7 p.m., Magic vs. The Knicks. You are insane because that's tonight and then we are recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, the, by, by the time this comes out, the Magic would have already whooped the Knicks and I would have been a happy camper. Ain't that right, Malik? This guy's crazy. I'm on stop, bro. Stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> My mind knows what's gonna happen tonight. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a lot of editing. It's gonna get wicked. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. This is Halftime with the Playmakers. Yeah. On behalf of Halftime with the Playmakers, we want to thank you, Mr. Lewis Wright, for coming on our show, talking about your upbringing and your career in the NFL. Halftime with the Playmakers is produced in the studios of WAM FM 90.5 in the School of Journalism and Graphic Communication at Florida AM University.